You're a smart insurance man, aren't you, Mr. Neff? Well, I've been at it 11 years. Doing pretty well? Oh, it's a living. You handle just automobile insurance or all kinds? All kinds. Fire, earthquake, theft, public liability, group insurance, industrial stuff, and so on right down the line. Accident insurance? Accident insurance? Sure, Mr. Dedrickson. Wish you'd tell me it was engraved on that anklet. Just my name. As for instance? Phyllis. Phyllis, huh? I think I like that. But you're not sure. I'd have to drive it around the block a couple of times. Mr. Neff, why don't you drop by tomorrow evening around 8.30? He'll be in then. Who? My husband. You were anxious to talk to him, weren't you? Yeah, I was, but uh, I'm sort of getting over the idea, if you know what I mean. There's a speed limit in this state, Mr. Neff. 45 miles an hour. How fast is I going, officer? I'd say around 90. Suppose you get down off your motorcycle and give me a ticket. Suppose I let you off with a warning this time. Suppose it doesn't take. Suppose I have to whack you over the knuckles. Suppose I bust out crying and put my head in your shoulder. Suppose you try putting it on my husband's shoulder. That tears it. Eight thirty tomorrow evening, then. That's what I suggested. Will you be here too? I guess so. I usually am. Same chair, same perfume, same anklet. I wonder if I know what you mean. I wonder if you wonder. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast. Yes, it's that night. And I thought, you know, let's take our minds off of that for a bit and talk about film noir. And I thought, you know, the one person, when we say film noir, we think of Bogart. Now, TCM host Eddie Mueller would disagree with me and say, well, The Big Sleep is not film noir. Well, it is. It's, it's, if, you look, if you look it up, it is classified under film noir. Okay, as is also in in the lonely place, or the lonely place with Bogart, Dark Passage, even Key Largo. They are along the film noir lines. But Bogart himself, you know, Bogart, he would always play the detective. He's always got the hat. He's always got the cigar- cigarette or cigar. There's always something mysterious about the characters that he plays, and so you know. With film noir, um, well, we could even say the third man, the third man, which is European expressionism. You know, you have Joseph Cotton and you have Orson Welles, probably one of the great villains of all time, you know, where he says, would you care if one of those black dots stopped moving? Just think of that. And then also the fact, you know, they often parody this on like TV shows is that, you know, the guy, all the guys, their name is Johnny. Oh, Johnny. You know, because it goes back to um, the early days. So, yeah, I mean, I love film noir. I love what it, it, it evokes. And about... Roughly 19 years ago, I first watched The Big Sleep for the first time. PBS used to play the classic films. And I I wasn't really a Bogart fan until I saw The Big Sleep. 
I mean, I had seen him in The African Queen, and I thought, okay. But I saw The Big Sleep, and, and I mean, if that's a movie that you want to start off with Bogart, that's fine. Or To Have and To Have Not. I remember being in college, and the professor let us watch To Have and To Have Not, and everyone's like, oh my god, and I'm thinking, I've already seen this. <laughs> you know. But it was, it was cute to see them all fall in love with it, you know? Would we consider To Have and To Have Not film noir? Mm, yes and no, because the... Uh, aspects are in there it's black and white it's mysterious it's you know crime gangsters but bogart's not really playing a detective you know that's what we came to know bogart for is playing a detective you know you look at him in the maltese falcon that really is film noir right there that's that's along the lines of film noir in fact years later Stephen Fears, who directed Angelica Houston, daughter of John Houston, director of The Maltese Falcon, he put a little bit of film noir in her film, The Grifters. Funny enough, tonight is election night and we're trying to get rid of The Grifter. Yes, you know, it's all interconnected. But there's an elevator scene in The Grifters with Angelica Houston that harkens back to The Maltese Falcon, directed by her father. Her grandfather also makes an appearance in the Maltese Falcon, you know? But Bogart was always playing the, these detectives, you know, these these mysterious men. I mean, you look at Dark Passage, what kind of character he's playing, and then he has to go through a facelift, okay? And then there's all these little interconnecting things that are going on. Lauren Bacall is in it, and also, you know... Um, and Dora herself, Agnes Moorhead, has a small role in Dark Passage, you know? So, going against Eddie Mueller, and I, you know, I have a lot of respect for Eddie Mueller. I love watching Noir Alley on TCM. He's a Bay Area man. I'm a California man, so it, it fits, you know? But I'm going to say that The Big Sleep is film noir. I'm going to disagree with Eddie Mueller. that um, The Big Sleep is film noir. I mean, you know, they actually there's two versions of The Big Sleep. There's a 1945 version, and then there's a 1946 version after Bogart married Bacall, because Bacall has a bigger role in the 1946 version, okay? Now, Mueller and critics have said, well, The Big Sleep, the, the story, and it's like, hey, it's Howard Hawks. Howard Hawks was synonymous with, you know, pumping his actors up. And this is a noir classic. Yes, it is. You know, I mean, we're going to talk about a lot more new, noir films. Noir. Noir. Film noir. Um, but Humphrey Bogart takes the cake right here. I mean, Humphrey Bogart. I have a Bogart hat. Now, I don't have an original Bogart hat because those are like $500. And one day, maybe, or maybe not, I'll get the Bogart hat. There's even the Maltese Falcon icon, which I don't have, but, you know. So that's what we're going to talk a lot about this month is noir, film noir. Um, tonight, you know, everyone's kind of stressed and, um, you know, the the idea of diving into a noir classic we're gonna leave it 
to maybe soon. You know, I want to talk more more in depth of uh, out of the past with Robert Mitchum because you know Robert Mitchum Robert Mitchum was such a badass, and so was Humphrey Bogart. But you know, Humphrey Bogart and Robert Mitchum, two different actors. Okay, Robert Mitchum didn't really want to be a star. Humphrey Bogart, you know. Um, came from um, a well-to-do family, and you know, yeah, he became a star. You know, um, but and and I think they had different philosophies, as as all actors do in life. You know, um, and you know, also their voices. You know, Bogart had that voice, and then Mitchum had that voice. So it's all about you know, if you've, I, I mean, there weren't a lot of British actors doing film noir. You know. Um, in terms of European, you know, like we can go to the third man, Joseph Cotton, you know, um, Orson Welles, you know, that's that shot of, of Orson Welles running through that underground tunnel, the underground water area that was later used for a, a band called the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. And they're based out of San Francisco. And they put out this album in 2003, and it pays tribute to um, the third man. And now the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club tight tagline comes from a, Bog- or a, a Marlon Brando film called The Wild One. So the album is called Take Them On On Your Own. And it's this shot of all three of them in the tunnel, and it and it is along the lines of the third man. So that iconography, you know, that imagery of film noir, it's it's a it's a wonderful thing. You know, we gotta have high hopes during these times, and so I encourage all of you to watch a lot of noir films. You know, there there are modern day noir, and I thought we would highlight more of that. You know, you look at Quentin Tarantino. There's a lot of noir in Pulp Fiction. Okay, there's a lot of noir in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, there's di- there's different moments, and then Scorsese. You know, Scorsese. You know, there's a little bit of noir in Goodfellas. Um, we just lost Sean Connery over the weekend, and you look at The Untouchables. That's a there's a lot of noir in The Untouchables. You know, and that's to the credit of Brian De Palma. Okay, so as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>